Welcome to Build Your Tribe with host Shalene Johnson. Shalene promises this show will help you build your brand, serve your community, grow your email list, and learn from the experts or your money back. Your host believes she may hold the world record for the most pairs of workout tights. I don't actually know if I hold the official record for owning the most pairs of yoga pants, but my husband claims that I do and that I don't even need to call the Guinness Book of World Records to verify it. Um, In fact, do you know that that's what you need to do if you want to hold a Guinness Book of World Records? How do I know that? Because I actually am a Guinness Book of World Record holder. It's kind of funny. I didn't set out to do this, but I actually hold the record for having starred in the most exercise videos. Now, I'm not telling you that to brag because I swear I did not set out to do that, but there was a certain point at which I started adding them up and I'm like, there's There's no way anyone else has tortured themselves this much on video. I just need to find out if, in fact, anyone has done more. And lo and behold, I filled out all the applications and and they verify it and they certify it. And yes, in fact, I do hold the world record for having done the most exercise videos. Now, why am I telling you that in this episode? Because this episode, my friends, is all about video. I want you to know you are in good hands. By the end of this episode, I'm going to give you my very best tips and secrets to making you a star on video. I'm going to help you be you. That might sound silly, but that's what it's all about. The people who give great video are just really good at being themselves. And you're already really good at that. I'm just going to give you some of my best tips to help you streamline the process. You don't need to spend 10,000 hours in front of the camera to get really good. Do you know why? Because you've already spent 10,000 hours being you. That's the hard part. Now all I have to do is help you continue that while the red light is on. So let's start with why it's so important that all of us get more relaxed in front of the camera and that we learn to be ourselves. Well, video is extremely powerful. Let me share with you some very convincing statistics. Let's talk about why video is so incredibly important. Number one, it is the quickest, most authentic way to connect with customers. When you're building a tribe, that's what you're doing. Now, the title of this podcast is Build Your Tribe. It's not sell stuff. It's called Build Your Tribe, which means you are a leader. It means you are building a community of like-minded people who rely on you to bring them the best, who rely on you to take care of this community. So there needs to be a very deep level of trust and commitment and belief and integrity, and nothing can convey that quicker than a video. Also, Consumers have come to just expect video. Think about it. When you go to a major retailer's website, it is just now an expectation that you can click on the model and actually see her moving in the clothing. Think about Zappos. Now, just about every shoe on Zappos, you can click on it and you will see not a professional model, but somebody from the Zappos headquarters talking about the shoe, telling you what they like about it, what they think about it, kind of showing it to you and then wearing it and, and turning as if you know you were actually looking at your own foot in a shoe mirror. People expect video. It's a shortcut. It's like being there live and in person. And it's one of the best ways to convey that virtual experience. While there are some that would disagree, research shows that an email campaign that includes video is up to 80 to 90% more likely to get click-throughs. A video on your web page attracts up to two to three 
times more views. And here's a great statistic. It's really hard to get people to stay on our websites anymore. That's because everyone's in social media looking at videos and looking at pictures, but really looking at video. In fact, if you want to improve engagement and reach and actually have your stuff seen in the newsfeed on Facebook, y'all better get used to video. And the best piece about video on your website is that people will stay there, statistics say, up to 157% longer if there's great video content. If you have video showing on the front page, if you have video on your home page of your website, the likelihood of you showing up on the first page of Google results is almost 50% higher. Google loves video. Many estimate that two-thirds of all traffic will come from video by the year 2016, and many experts are saying that is on a fast track to happen sooner than 2016. Video increases your brand association, meaning the way that people can connect with you and understand what your brand is by almost 140%. We don't have to figure it out. Sometimes when you're looking at just a blog post or just a photo, it takes much longer to figure out what an individual or a brand is all about. Now, here's a really important stat. Customers who watch a video while they're deciding to make a purchase are 85% more likely to take action. People, we need to get good on video. Video is where it's at on Instagram, and Instagram, my friends, is just getting started. Trust me, Facebook has been quietly behind the scenes doing some pretty cool stuff at Instagram. Now, you're not seeing those things yet, but they are about to unroll some amazing business features and suites that will finally allow us to see engagement and reach. And see, a lot of people have not been using video on Instagram because they assume it's not getting reach or engagement because people don't always click like after they've already clicked the video to watch it. But my research shows that people who are using video, even though they might not be getting as many likes on Instagram, are building those accounts even faster. More importantly than building your account is building your trust, your loyalty, and that connection with people. Video is the number one way to be seen, to be shared, to connect on Facebook. Stop complaining about the fact that your stuff is not showing up in the newsfeed. Why? Because Facebook loves video. They love organically populated video. Where else can you use video? You can use video as you obviously know, YouTube. YouTube is a a phenomenal way and YouTubers are gaining so much power and strength. As I've mentioned, YouTubers are dominating because why? I'll tell you why. Because it's the quickest way to connect and build a tribe is on video on video. Video can be used on Pinterest. Video can be used now on Twitter. Video can be used on your blog. Video can be used as a part of your podcast. Video is everything. Now, I know what you're thinking. No, I hate being on camera. Well, I'm going to soft sell you on this idea and and if nothing else, convince you that even if you're just doing an intro of yourself where we get to meet and see you and look you in the eyes and and figure out what you look like. And then you go into your slides and your, your screen flow. Well, that's a great start. If nothing else, I just want you to be sufficiently convinced that this is the skill in 2014 and 2015 that you are going to master. You're gonna get better and better at this. I shouldn't say master because I don't even feel like I've mastered it and I'm sure I've spent over 10,000 hours in front of the video camera, but I'm getting better at it and I love it and I'm comfortable doing it. I just want you to get to a place where you're so comfortable on video, you don't rewatch it 
because when you rewatch it, that's when you're like, oh shoot, just hit delete. You know you just filmed a great video. You know that you were you know you were yourself, you were real, you delivered a great message, and you can just click post. Well, let's start with the basics. How do you relax on camera? The best way to relax is to have a conversation. So what I like to do is start by thinking about who is the one person that I'm talking to. Now, you'll hear a lot of marketing programs talk about, quote unquote, your avatar. I like to call it my lifer. Now, when I think of my lifer, it's somebody who I want to take care of for life. So if that's someone who I am excited about serving for years and years to come, it's someone who I really like. I'm rooting for them. I'm helping them. It's that kind of person who you can think of them right now that when you find out something really interesting that would help them in their business because they're in a similar business, they're the first person who you call and you say, hey, okay, check this out. We have to listen to this chick, Shalene Johnson's new podcast. It's called Build Your Tribe and it's awesome. Just kidding. Uh, but you know, it's that kind of conversation. It's very conversational and the way you would talk to that person if you were to call them up is exactly how you should talk on camera. So the way to relax is to think about that one singular individual. Many people struggle with this concept because they're like, I don't, I don't want to just think of one person because I have customers who are 85 and live in Australia and wear glasses. And so I don't want to have to come up with a particular look and where they work and how old they are and where they live because doesn't that mean that I'm excluding all these other people? No, it just helps you refine your voice. It helps you to connect on a deeper level because that same person who's fallen in love with you, who looks nothing like your quote unquote average lifer or your typical avatar, they're going to fall in love with you because you're real. So if I sit down to record this podcast and if, if I'm thinking about all the huge variety of people who are listening right now, I would get all caught up in my own head and I'm like, oh my gosh, there's a really smart doctor listening and, and there's probably a psychologist who's wondering why I breathe between each word like that. And then there's probably, what if my ex-boyfriend from high school is listening? And oh no, what if that one lady who wouldn't, you, you just get in your own head. So rather than doing that and trying to talk to everybody, I'm just talking to you. Like I can picture you exactly. And we're just chilling out and I'm explaining this to you. And I get myself in that mindset before I make a video and I think of one specific person. Now, I pick on her all the time, but the person, you've heard me talk about her perhaps in another episode. My lifer's name is Mindy. She lives in Texas and she's got big hair and she likes jewelry and she likes fashion and she loves marketing and she's a strong Christian woman and she's a great mother and a great wife and she's devoted to her family, but she's also devoted to her own tribe. She wants to help people be better. She's one of those people that goes above and beyond to teach whatever it is that she's learned. She understands that it's about helping others to provide for yourself and in helping a lot of other people, your life will be richly blessed. She's got a great sense of humor. She doesn't take herself seriously. She's very humble. And so when I think of her, that's who I'm talking to right now is, is, is someone who fits the description of my lifer. So when you sit down to film your first video, I actually want you to write down the name of the customer your quote unquote lifer or your avatar, one specific individual. Now, if you don't have any customers yet and you are in the process of building your tribe, I want you to think about your best friend because no one would you speak to with a greater level of comfort, of ease. You are yourself in front of your best friend. Now, the next thing I do to get my nerves calm before I do a video is much the same thing I do before I go on stage. 
Now, before I start to film a live video and I'm sitting in front of the camera and I see the red light, or before I take the stage in front of hundreds or maybe even thousands of people, and, I, and I've spoken in front of almost 7,000 people before, and the feeling is the same, whether it's 100 people or 7,000, the feeling is the same. And what I do to relax myself is the same. You see, what you're feeling is energy, and energy is a really good thing. Unfortunately, so many people frame it as being nervous. So I want you to think about what you feel physically when you're excited, when you're excited for something. So just put yourself back in that position where you're about to find out that you just won a major award, or it's Christmas morning and you're a little kid, or you're about to get some really great news. Think about what excitement feels like. Excitement is kind of butterflies in your stomach. Sometimes our heart starts to race. We can feel our cheeks flush a little bit. You, you really feel energized and alert and, and sometimes even a little shaky if you're really excited about something. And those are very much the feelings we have when we are nervous, but we just call it nervousness. Really what's happening is there's a physiological energy release that has to go somewhere. So when all this energy is building up because we're excited about going on stage, we're excited about filming this video, and we don't do anything with that energy, it's stuck in our bodies. It has to come out somewhere. And it usually comes out in the form of, you know, a shaking voice or nervous gestures or hands shaking uncontrollably or sweating profusely or stammering, um, uh, pacing around the stage. Instead of waiting until the moment when you say, ready, set, action, go, give your body a way to get rid of that energy. So before I film or before I go on stage, I go through a series of activities, depending upon where I'm at, uh, that allow me to rid my body of that energy so that I can really focus and deliver the best possible message and not be distracted by the fact that I can feel myself shaking or I can tell that people can tell I'm nervous. Um, and then, then you're, you've really lost it, man. Once you're thinking about the fact that you can tell, everyone else can tell that you're nervous, whew, you're gone, man. Something else gets in your head. So what I'll do is if I'm by myself, I tend to put on a pair of headphones and play some music and dance because then my energy can leave my body physically. When I dance, I get out of my own head. I enjoy myself. I really tend to let loose and I, I feel like a million bucks when I'm dancing. And I'm not like you know, doing like a big Broadway production. I'm just kind of moving to the beat of my favorite song, kind of getting into the music. In fact, when I knew I had to deliver my pitch for the book Push, and we had flown to New York City. I was in the back of a big SUV. Our driver was bringing us to the Rodell headquarters. In fact, we did a tour of most of the big publishers who we were going to be pitching all on the same day. My agent had this like crazy cockamamie idea and it worked. And so driving up to that first presentation, I, I'd never pitched a book live and in person. I'd done it on video. In fact, I think that's how I got my, my book deal is because rather than sending a, a letter I created my pitch on video and I told them that's how I'm going to sell this book for you on video. So here I am driving up to have this first live meeting where I'm going to pitch my book Push. So yeah, you can you can bet your bottom dollar I was nervous. Anytime you're doing something you've never done before and there's a lot riding on it, you've got a lot on the line, you don't know what to expect, you don't know what the room's going to look like, you don't know what people think of you, you don't know how many people are in the room. All of these unknowns make us nervous. So I put on my headphones and you know, I have my agent and my husband in the front. And I said, I'm gonna go sit in the back. And I sat in the back of that SUV and I put on my big Beats headphones and I put on like my gangster rap, like serious, like hardcore, explicit lyrics. 
because I'm from Detroit, y'all. And that's just how I get myself pumped up. And I'm back there, you know, hand jiving and whoo, and just thinking I'm Eminem in the backseat of this car. But it got me so pumped up and so relaxed. So I wasn't thinking about all those other things. It just got me back to who I am and my element and and just made me feel like I'd gotten rid of the nervous energy. And And we walked into that first pitch meeting and it was a full glass, like fishbowl type conference room with, I don't know, maybe 10 or 12 people sitting around this giant oblong shaped table. And there I was at the head of it. And I just put my little notepad down and went to town. And I, I just felt like a million bucks But only 10 minutes earlier, I was riddled with nerves and nervousness. And rather than reading through my notes and practicing what I was going to say, I just put on my headphones and listened to that music and danced a little bit in the backseat and let that energy flow. And, And that really helped me get rid of all of that nervousness and remember who I am. And I didn't walk into that room with any, you know, fake pretenses or pretending to be someone I'm not and, and, uh, you know, put on a good show. I was just like, dude. I'm going to sell this book like no other. You're about to give me a huge signing bonus. And guess what? I'm not going to buy a car and I'm not going to upgrade my house. I'm going to spend every single dollar of it to help you make this book a number one New York Times bestseller. No, I didn't make it a number one New York Times bestseller, but I made it a New York Times bestseller. That's another episode. And I just, I was myself, you know? I mean, I just was like, bam, bam, bam. I just said all the things that were on my heart in the way that I would say them. And and it had a lot to do with the techniques that I used before I walked into that meeting. Use those same techniques, whatever they are, for you to get rid of that nervous energy just before you film a video. It's not just getting rid of that nervous energy. It's getting into the energy that is you, you being you. You know, that's what we love about video. It's like, wow, that's so raw and real. And the most popular stuff on YouTube, the most popular stuff on the internet is where you're like, I totally get this person. I so know who they are. And that's where you want to be. The next thing I do to help if I can't like dance around, like it's really inappropriate, then I I have this technique. I'm not sure what it's called because it's my own version. It's a combination of cupping and this technique I learned in Tai Chi. And what I do is I make fists with both my hands. So go ahead and make a fist with both your hands, unless you're driving, of course. And then I take the outside of my palms, like where your pinky is, And I start kind of with moderate pressure, pounding on the outside of both of my legs at my ankles. So I'll lean forward if I'm sitting in a chair, then I just tuck forward and I start kind of like pound, 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 pound. Can you hear that? Like pounding and I start up my calves and then past the quadriceps and I spend some time there and then, then I'm going up the thighs and up the glutes and then I really pound through the glutes and then I go to the small of my back and I keep pounding and I flip my fists over. Now I'm pounding with a thumb area and I kind of with my hands behind my back, I'm just kind of lightly pounding the small of my back and then up my back as high as I can. And then I flip my arms around and I kind of pound at my shoulders a little bit. And then I take my right hand and I pound from the wrist to my shoulder of my left arm. And then I take my left hand and I pound from the wrist to my shoulder of my right arm. And by the time I go through this process, takes not much longer than what we've just done, so maybe two minutes, your whole body starts to tingle. It's this really weird kind of vibrating sensation. And it's weird how your energy just kind of vibrates out of that sensation. And I tell you, it works every time. I don't feel nervous after I do that. I also have some other techniques that are important to me. I believe because I've coached so many people 
on video through the Video Impact Academy from training those professionals who took over for our business in Powder Blue Productions. I've spent so much time training people on video. I can tell you this, each and every one of you will have your own way to prepare to really become you. Now for me, I kind of need to be away and in my own head. I know that sounds strange, but I, I don't want people talking to me. I, I need to tuck away and be private for a moment. So if I'm at a speaking engagement, I will usually dip into the bathroom, the restroom, or ask if there's an area where I can just kind of tuck away. And, and it's usually because I'm listening to music or I really just want to get into my own head as opposed to having conversations before I speak or before I go on video. And the same is true on video. I, I, I kind of need silence. And um, everyone who knows me knows that this is what I'm going to ask for. And it's not personal. I'm just like, hey, uh, if you don't mind, I just I want to like mentally go there. And so I just kind of prepare. I start thinking about the person who I'm speaking to. I start thinking about what they need. I start thinking about what they would want to hear. I start thinking about their pain or their challenge or, or, or how I can best entertain and excite them and get them ex- as excited about this topic as I am. Like what, what would speak to them? What, what do they want to know? What do they want to hear? And if we were on the phone and I wanted to make them laugh, what would I start with? And it's usually, uh, you know, that's kind of the way I start these episodes with something kind of self-deprecating about myself uh, to get someone to laugh first. And that's how I get my energy out. And most importantly, it's how I connect with me, who I am. Okay, now let me talk about some things that I think make for great video, and and it's the biggest mistakes I see people making online with their videos. It's this, I contact people, look at me, will ya? Would you look at me? It drives me flipping crazy. I don't care if I'm watching a webinar or a video you've recorded from your desktop computer. If you're not looking at me, I'm wondering why, and so is everyone else. We don't trust someone who's not looking at us. Now, here's the deal. People aren't doing this intentionally. What they're doing is they forget that our eye contact needs to be on that little teeny tiny hole, which behind is the camera. And unfortunately, people look at their own image on the screen, on the monitor. And when you look at your monitor, as opposed to at that little tiny hole, what it looks like is that you're not giving us eye contact and we wonder why you're nervous and uncomfortable. And then we become nervous and uncomfortable and we wonder what you're hiding and why you're being so shady. You need to look directly into the hole of that monitor. Here's how you do it. You cover up the rest of the monitor. In the beginning, I covered up my entire monitor. I put a piece of paper with my notes over the monitor. And then I looked directly at the post-it note with the hole cut in the center of it to remind myself, this is the camera. This is where I look to make eye contact with my singular lifer. I'm looking her in the eyes. I'm talking to her just like she's sitting across from me right now. Now, here's the next thing I did. On those notes that I used to cover up my monitor were just a few bullet points of what what I wanted to hit. I did not use a script. When you use a script, when you use a teleprompter, we can tell and we wonder why. It's like, don't you know this well enough? You've listened to podcasts even, I'm sure, where it's like, is this person reading a teleprompter and why? You know, I, I appreciate that they're not saying um and ah, but like, are we having a conversation or are you just reading an article to me? So I would write down the bullet points of what I needed to cover, but I didn't write out an exact transcript. I just wrote out the bullet points. Now, here's something that's going to help you tremendously when you're editing. Before you begin speaking, smile. It makes us like you. It feels like you like us when you smile. So you'll start by looking. Are you ready? You're looking at the lens of the camera. You've got a big smile on your face. 
you keep that smile on your face, you glance down at your first bullet point, you glance back up at the camera, you still have that smile on your face, and you say, Hi, I'm Shalene Johnson, the author of New York Times bestselling book Push and the creator of many fitness infomercials like Turbo Jam, Turbo Fire, Shalene Extreme, and Pio. Today I'm here to talk to you about smart, blah, 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 smart success. Okay, that was perfect because I just messed up. Now, rather than hitting stop record and resetting everything and rewatching it, I just do this thing with my hands where I do like a windshield wiper across my face and I'll go like that. And I do these big like hand gestures across my face and I don't stop the camera. I just keep rolling because every time you stop the camera, you stop your train of thought, you stop the camera rolling and now you've got to reset and then you tend to rewatch and then you tend to rethink. So if I mess up the words, if I stumble over the words, I just go and I sweep my hands across my face. I look down at my bullet point with a smile on my face. I look back up at the camera lens with a smile on my face and I start my script again. That's how I start, with a smile. For editing purposes, we need some continuity in your face, y'all. We need continuity in your face. Tweet that at me, will ya? That's a great phrase. So here's what you need to do. As you know you're approaching the end of your sentence or the end of your topic, you're like, okay, I'm approaching the end of this particular bullet point and you know you're nearing the end, you need to put a smile back on your face so that you end that particular paragraph or topic or bullet point with a smile. And you hold it. That's what I was doing right there. And you hold it and you hold it. And then you look down and I don't cut the camera. Then I look down to my next bullet point and I can have any facial expression that I want because it doesn't matter. I'm going to edit that out later. Actually, I'm going to send that off to somebody on Elance and they're going to edit it out later. And then I glance down at my next bullet point. And then what do I do? You guessed it. I smile. I maintain that smile. I look back up at the camera lens and I begin my next topic with what? With a smile on my face. Now, I don't have to speak the whole thing with a smile, but I have to start with a smile and I need that smile to creep back in as I know I'm finishing my sentence, my topic, my point, my bullet point. This is going to save you so much time in the editing process. It's also going to help you connect. When you finish a sentence, when you finish a paragraph, when you finish a thought and your facial expression says, I think I'm done. We don't know that that's what's going through your head. We, we get when we're watching as a viewer, oh, he's not sure about what he just said. Maybe I shouldn't be so sure about what he just said. He's not smiling. He looks unhappy. He looks uncertain. Maybe I should be uncertain about what it is he's saying. Maybe I shouldn't believe what he's saying. But if you've got a big, confident smile on your face, I know that you like this stuff. I know you're passionate about it. I know you believe it. And I believe it too. Okay. Next, two most important things that you must remember in order to create great videos. And that is you've got to have great sound. Now, many people will forgive kind of a grainy picture if it's got exceptional sound. The best way to have exceptional sound because the bar has been raised. And by that, I mean, we used to accept just, you know, any old regular YouTube video filmed off of any old device. We are less accepting now of video which has poor sound quality. And that is simply because now people can afford microphones. So you're being compared to other videos where the sound is exceptional. That will also help those of you who want to turn your videos into podcasts or audio recordings. Audio recordings that can be played on SoundCloud or on your blog. So it's really important that you invest in a great mic. They're cheap. The mic, in fact, that I'm using right now is under 60 bucks. I'll put links to it in my show notes. I used to use a $700 uh, really fancy microphone with a mixer. And now I've got this awesome uh, ATR that just plugs into my USB port and it's got incredible sound. I use a little... um 
like a filter over the microphone so it doesn't pop. And then I use a mic made by Rode that I actually plug in to my iPhone whenever I want to record voiceovers to the videos I record on my iPhone. You don't need exceptional, high-end, expensive video cameras to record your videos, but you do need excellent sound. And lastly, your setting needs to represent your brand. I can't tell you how many times I've watched a video and thought, are they in like a dilapidated rundown Motel 6? And it's someone who I know, who I happen to know has a really lovely home or at least a nice backyard that they could have filmed in. But for some reason, they've picked the spare bedroom where the door is falling out of the jam and it's just this like ugly background with just nothing that represents their brand. And here they are talking about success or, or how to create success online or, or how to do things better. And you just kind of feel like, I don't know, I'm looking at the setting and I'm just wondering if this is really the expert I should be learning from. So you don't need to set up a perfect, beautiful studio, but I would love for you to give some thought as to what your video setting needs to say about your brand. I love what my makeup artist does. Her name is Tiffany Lee Bymaster, and she's created these incredible tutorials on face contouring. And she used just a single light. She used a round diva light, a diva ring light. I'll put links to that in my show notes as well. It lights your entire face and it allowed her to film in her beautiful makeup studio. And in that setting, she's in a place that represents her brand. Now, once you set up your camera, you have to go back and see, all right, what does this look like all framed up? Because if you don't do that, if you don't follow through on that one single step, what can happen is like it looks like an orchid is coming out of your head or there's a plant coming out of your shoulder. Or if you just move this photo in a little bit and that chair over here, it would be framed up perfectly. I'm about to do a whole video launch series. It's a four-part video series. And I want you to tune in and watch it to see some of these things that I'm talking about today. These videos are shot in my garage. Yep, I shot them against a brick wall. And all I did was moved in a little uh, love seat in front of the brick wall. I moved in a side table and it looks really, really close if you're looking at it off of camera. But when we look at it framed up on the camera, on the camera lens, it looks like a nice cozy little sitting area. And then I put down a fluffy rug underneath my feet so that you don't see the black rubber of my gym floor, which happens to be my garage. So it just looks like a nice cozy setting and it matches my brand. And matches the message that I'm trying to convey in those videos. So while you certainly can film on a white backdrop, and a lot of people are doing that, just know that requires about five lights. Anyone who tells you that's a three-point light system um, isn't counting two of the lights they're using. It really does take about five lights to get that you know, blown-out white background and then you standing in front of it teaching to look just right. If you just use one bright light on you, the subject, what happens is the background then kind of looks tinted gray or almost yellow, and you don't get that full, you know, kind of Apple Steve Jobs effect that so many people are emulating, myself included. Most of my academies, I film on a white background, but I use a minimum of five lights. Whereas if I'm just filming in a nice setting, I can get away with using just that big diva ring light. It is awesome. It's like Oprah lighting. If you've not discovered the diva ring light, let me just tell you, I'm about to shave 10 years off of your looks. You're going to look like you had a facelift. This thing is amazing. I think they run, I think they start maybe around 100 bucks and go all the way up to 250 bucks, maybe more. I, I don't know. I know they're coming out with new products all the time. But what's great about this light 
is it's got this little thing in the center that allows you to actually use your iPhone. And then you can use the Rode lapel mic and have exceptional sound, exceptional video, exceptional lighting. And then, of course, you are yourself and you're connecting and being you on camera and you're talking to your best friend and you're sharing on a subject and a topic that you're super passionate about and that you know really, really well. And you get to the point and you deliver great value and you give great video. Lifers, until we get a chance to spend a little bit more time together, I just want you to know I value every single moment that you've spent with me today. I love you and I love you for writing such nice reviews in iTunes. And thanks for sharing with your friends this podcast. Oh, and do not forget, put a note on your phone to check out my show notes from this particular episode. So many great resources for you and I'll see if I can't get a discount on that Diva Ring Light. I need to become an affiliate for them because I love that light. All right, guys, until next time, you are the bomb.com.